today's Leading Women episode 472 with the wonderful Doreen Faxwell. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Doreen Faxtwell. Doreen Faxtwell is the founder of the Children's School of Yoga, a children's yoga program that she built after having an epiphany in the middle of the night to becoming one of the first children's yoga franchise opportunities offered nationwide. In January of 2004, she officially started offering classes. Since that time, her program has taught thousands of students in over 150 plus locations throughout the Hudson Valley region, Rockland and Westchester counties, northern, northern New Jersey, Pike Country, Pennsylvania, and beyond. Doreen believes in introducing many different yoga styles to children so that they will continue practicing yoga into their adult life. For more information, visit www.thechildrensschoolofyoga.com. Com. Women of the world, Miss Doreen Faxwell. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Marie. I'm very happy to be here and Namaste, which is the greeting that we often use in our yoga classes to you and all of your listeners. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Doreen, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with the school of the children's school of yoga. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Sure, I'll be happy to. Um, about 11, a little over 11 years ago, I did have an epiphany in the middle of the night that I was supposed to be teaching children's yoga. And at the time, I was not a yoga teacher, but I was a student of yoga. So I immediately started to research on the wonderful web or internet about children's yoga and yoga certification. And I spent the next several months getting certified in teaching children's yoga specifically, not adult yoga, because honestly, that did not interest me. I was a lot more interested in the children then. I had a background working with children for about a dozen years. 
And also, I started to do all of the licensing requirements to start a business. Because from the very beginning, I knew I wanted to create it as a business. And from the very beginning, I knew I wanted it to become a franchise even before it began. So I knew I had to set up certain things with it, uh, legal things. And uh, I went directly to my local village and towns and cities looking up names to pick a name first for the business, which is one of the very first things you have to do when forming a business. Um, and then I went through looking how to copyright and trademark the business name. And then I started all the behind-the-scenes things involved with my own business, which would mean a curriculum. And I created a curriculum behind the scenes that eventually became licensed in New York State, which uh, can be used in preschools and child care centers throughout the area. Mm, I love what I'm hearing about your business, you know, how the idea came about, how you birthed it into what it is right now, and this niche that you've carved out, children's yoga, teaching children about yoga from their, from their still a young uh, to their adult life. I love that you have this one out there. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? You know, along the way, I've had many different continued inspirations or goals. Um, but I will say the, the original mission and, and the original vision behind my business, it really never changed. It's grown tremendously uh, since I started it and it was only me. Um, but some of the things that have changed along the way have had to do more so with how technology has changed. Now, initially teaching the kids yoga, we, we meaning we, me, my um, teachers that I've trained to do what I do and myself, we would go directly to the children in their schools and in their child care centers and in their after-school programs. But technology has now made it possible where we can teach right out of our own studio and reach a much larger crowd through the Internet. And so in the past year or two, that has really changed a lot at how I'm looking at continuing to build the business and reach children and families to teach them and share yoga with them. Mm, what a great inspiration that one is. I mean, teaching yoga to children, help them practice yoga throughout their adult life, and of course, while being uh, uh, in the trenches in, with, with technology that is changing so rapidly nowadays, I'm sure that that's a big inspiration now on how to reach more and more of these children, more and more people. Great that you shared that one with us, but I'd love for us to talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Yes, I'd be happy to. You know, one of the things that makes me very different from other yoga teachers out there is that I am very aggressive and persistent. So that aggressiveness and persistence pays off very well in building my business. You're going to have a lot of times when you're building a business, if you have a business, that you have frustrations and you have letdowns. 
and you have things that happen that are unexpected and you never planned for. And I just have always been this personality that if something comes about I wasn't prepared for, I didn't expect, it might be a little bit what's considered negative, I always try to turn it around and look outside of the box at what I can do to either resolve it or go in a different direction. And so I think if I were a less aggressive personality, I would have probably given up years ago or just maybe not had as big and large a business as it has become and continues to become. And so I would say that to your listeners, that as an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to be flexible. You have to be ready to be persistent. There have been schools that have taken me over five years to get my program into, eight years, ten years. So I never, ever give up, and I never, ever quit. And I think that's a very common trait in entrepreneurs out there. Mm -hmm. So that's aggressiveness, persistence, thinking outside the box. Great personal qualities here that Doreen just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits into our lives and into our business building activities. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being and To get to those challenges takes a very special person, and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business, and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Great question. There's been a couple top things I would say that have been the most challenging in my personal business. One of the toughest things in my business, believe it or not, is finding the right teacher to work for my program. I know that yoga is a very popular thing these days. It's very mainstream. And there are tons of adult certified yoga teachers. But to find a teacher with the qualities that look for to be a children's yoga teacher is very specific and very often it's been very difficult for me to find that magic combination in a teacher. And so that has been my number one challenge building this business in 11 years. And quite honestly, it continues to be my number one challenge. Um, but when I do find the right person, I do personally train them in my program, and I try to treat them very, very well to keep them, especially as a woman, mother, grandmother, business entrepreneur. I know what it's like to work at other jobs and not feel appreciated and not feel respected for the things that you do in your position. So we are very big on giving recognition in my program, showing appreciation, giving gifts. And so that is probably the number one challenge. Mm, 
Great day you've just shared with us these challenges so for our listeners out there who are in this industry, similar industry as Doreen. Now you know how to deal with challenges that if it happens to you, just like what uh, Doreen just shared with us. And as with any business, you know, finding the right people is always a challenge. But be, as they said, be slow to hire people. Really get to know the people you're going to hire because that will determine uh, that your success or failure of your business. So be patient in finding the right people, train those people and then keep them, uh, make uh, really take care of them once you get those right stuff, right people in your uh, in your business. Great takeaway there. Now, I'd love to switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Okay. One of the ways that I've been able to uh, balance my home and life work has to do with when I am conducting my operations of my business on the phone, on the computer. I, at some point, used to have the operations operating out of a home office. And that happened once or twice in my career of owning this business. What works better for me personally is to have a studio and office outside of my home. It allows me to do any type of my operations while I'm at the studio office. And the minute I leave that studio office, I actually have a half-hour drive home. I can... I can unplug, unstress, uncharge myself while I'm driving. And by the time I get home, I'm feeling much better if I had a bad day or I feel great if I had a good day. But either way, I'm not distracted at home with family, with doing any type of my business. Now, there'll always be times that I sometimes have to take work home with me and do it from home. But... I cognitively really tried while my kids were growing up to always have dinner and to not let phone calls interrupt dinner. Even today, the kids know my number one rule, no cell phones at the dinner table. And so um, that was, for me, the biggest help was to have my office outside of my home. Mm, I love that concept. I love your take on this work-life balance because I agree with you. One of the things that really helped me is was having a separate office at home because I work from home and it really helps when you have a separate office, better yet outside of your home because then once you step out of the room or out of the office, you know you have to switch mode. You have to switch work mode and then to family mode. Really separate those because it's really hard, especially when you're working at home, to switch those modes. Well, and for our listeners out there who are working from home, really make sure that if you don't have a seg- um, separate office in your home, make sure that once you step out of that desk that you're working, you can switch off that work mode. It's a challenge, but make sure that you find that um, 
sense of separation so that once you know you, you are out of that office or out of that desk, you know you have to switch to, to family mode or to social time mode or something else, not just your work. And of course, having those rules, like for example, with what Doreen just shared with us, that Always make sure to have dinner with the family. No cell phone on, din- on the dinner table. Make sure you have some rules that really helps you be present at the moment uh, the, with what you are doing. So for example, with dinner, make sure that you are really present at that moment because it's all about what we are focusing on at the moment that really matters. So with the steps uh, that the ranger shared with us, let's take action on them and incorporate them in our lives, in 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 a way that we can uh, uh, we can deal with this work-life balance that a lot of us are challenged with. So great tips there. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Okay. I look at success um, in two parts of my life. The first part being socially with friends and family. The second part being the business itself. I'm going to start with the business itself. One of my my program and my business's goals and mission was to teach children yoga so that if they learn even just one Thing, one breath, one breathing technique, one pose that would help them at home and school in their adult life that we did our job in our mission. Success to me means that I've helped that one child, which now has actually become thousands of children. I've had help along the way, but I feel that no matter what size my business is or how much revenue my business is making, that I'm a success in regards to that. In regards to the social aspect or my home, personal, and uh, friend relationship, I have really tried to make a balance, to make time, and with friends and family. And through the years, it has definitely been a bit of a balancing act. There are times when the family schedules conflicted with work schedules, and being your own business owner and entrepreneur, you often can make your own schedule. But there are times that some things can't be changed. And so I try to really make a point to be at every sporting event or every other sporting event that my son, who was a very huge athlete, did. Every baseball game, soccer, basketball, golf, you name it. Um, now as my kids are all grown and adults, and things have changed a little bit personally because now I put more of that time and energy into spending with my husband and also with my friends who I've always made myself available no matter how busy I was. 
Mm, I love your perspective on success. I mean, at the end of the day, it really is about the impact that we have through the works that we do uh, with you, for example, with children. And now you have, and also having that balance in terms of time to spend with your loved ones, to spend with um, doing something that you enjoy, doing, contributing to the community. Those intangible benefits of being in business, I truly believe, are those the true essence of success great uh, perspective there so for our listeners out there i highly encourage you or even challenge you to find to define success what does success mean to you and really listen to your heart because more often the, the intangible benefits of being in business are the ones that truly makes us happy so find out for yourself and share with us what success means to you through our forum at today's leading women now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Okay, three things. First thing, look at the people that you surround yourself with, whether it's friends or family. The ones that we all have in our lives that are maybe a bit negative, I would suggest to limit your time with them. I'm not saying cut them off completely because, of course, with family, that's very difficult. Um, but you are going to need to be around positive, good energy people, no matter what type of business that you're going to do. That type of um, personality is going to help you when you're going through the tougher times when you need those friends that can encourage you and be there to listen for you and not be the naysayers. The second thing I highly, highly recommend at any time you're building a business, whether you're a newbie brand new or you've been doing it for 11 years like myself, is I recommend having a personal business or what's known as a life coach now these days Somebody that you connect with well, I would interview with several different ones until you find the right one. They're going to help you look at things very differently than you ever expected when you're building your business. Things that you're going to learn might not have anything to do with your business itself. It might have a lot more to do with you. And for me, that was really a changing point in my business about halfway in or around the fifth year was investing in myself and investing in that business or life coach. The skills that I learned, I was able to not only implement in my business, but also in my personal and social relationships. And those are really my top two things that I recommend. When it comes to a third, this is something I personally do and I highly recommend is setting goals throughout the year. And often, those goals do change, but I highly recommend setting goals by writing them down, 
what you want your business to look like this year, what you want to achieve, what you want your business to look like in five years, what are your goals, what are your wishes, what are your biggest dreams, whether they're materialistic or not. I highly recommend writing them down so you can refer back to them, so you can use them as a checklist, so you can cross them off. Best time of year to do that for the first time, of course, is your New Year's. New Year's resolutions is the best time. But after that, there's never, it's never too late to start and to write down those. Those are my top three. Mm, golden nuggets in those uh, tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to look at the people that you surround with and that you limit your time with negative people. I cannot stress that enough. Surround yourself with positive people that really helps you, that really supports you, that really believes in what you do and limit those uh, negative people around you that really that will pull you down. And then the second one, uh, which... Um, uh, the, which um, you, Doreen just shared with us is to hire a business or a life coach or a mentor. I'm really big on this because uh, if it wasn't for my mentor, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, I wouldn't be where I am today. So for our listeners out there, even if you are just starting out, I highly encourage you to hire or invest in yourself. Hire a business coach, hire a life coach, a mentor, someone that can take you from point A to point B a whole lot quicker than you've done it yourself. It's really a game changer to have a mentor with you. And then the third one, of course, is to set goals throughout the year. And then the most important thing is to write them down. I really, I'm really a big believer of writing the goals down and, and referring to them, um, checking them off as soon as you achieve them. It really inspires you because for me, it inspires me a lot seeing those goals that I write down and checking them off as I achieve them. So these three tips that uh, Doreen just shared with us, let's take action on them today and I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. Last but not the least, Doreen, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So the biggest benefit I feel that uh, your listeners can get is probably with our family yoga classes. And what I, the family yoga classes mean that the parent and child do yoga together weekly, something they can practice together, whether it's a breathing technique, whether it's a pose, or even a meditation or a chant. We have offered family yoga classes from day one because we wanted the parent and child to have that special connection, that way to connect. As our children get older, there's so many activities we can just drop the kids off at and pick them up when they're done. But family yoga is an activity that requires you to be present and spend that 45 minutes with your child. So they can, um, they can do family yoga classes with us if they're in the Hudson Valley, New York uh, area. And now if they're not, we have some of our video on YouTube. We have video now available on a website called Pow How where they can take weekly classes with us. You have to take classes and you can take live classes that way. Uh, they can go to our website for all of this information at www.thechildrenswithanessschoolofyoga.com. 
They can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, there's always the phone that they can call us at area code 845-782-YOGA or 845-782-9642. All right. So that's www.thechildrensschoolofyoga.com. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now, thechildrensschoolofyoga.com, especially for those living locally. I highly encourage you to check this one out, especially if you have children. I mean, if... I wish this was in existence when I was a child because I would have started way when I was younger, when I was well, way when I was younger with yoga because I know how tremendous the benefits are for doing a yoga at such an early age. So again, the link is www.thechildrensschoolofyoga.com. And for our international audiences, they have videos available that you can watch and that you can teach your children as well to do. Um, all of these informations can be found at thechildrensschoolofyoga.com. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. And for those who are living locally, check them out at their locations that are, are there are 150 plus locations in the United States. Again, that link is www.thechildrensschoolofyoga.com. Doreen, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Oh, Marie, thank you. It has been such a pleasure to talk with you and to the listeners. And I'd love to end by saying what we say at the end of all of our classes. Namaste. Have a great yoga day. All right, TLW listeners. Did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.